The object of Taxi Chronicles to tell our real riders with real stories, share their experience, and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have the lovely Natasha in the house, and she's the founder of an app. She's going to tell us all about the app, why she just started it, what the issues have been, and what the future of the app is. So nice to have you here today, Natasha. Thank you, very nice to meet you. So tell us, what's the app called? The app is called One Zone, O-N-E, Z-O-N-E, and it is a curated discovery app that makes it easy to find the best places to eat and drink in London and soon to be in more cities. Okay, so where did you get the idea for this? My background was hospitality and concierge, so meaning I used to organise the lives of wealthy people and find them the best restaurants and hotels across America and the UK. And all of my friends were like, where do I go for lunch, brunch, dinner? You know all the best places, this is your life. And I looked at it and was like, either there's an app that we're all missing or there's a massive gap in the market for to create a platform that the next generation want to use because we're not using TripAdvisor and Google. We don't like them. We're an experience-driven generation that love social media and pictures and content and convenient apps. So I quit, uh, spent about three months researching it. And then, yeah, launched it 12 months ago and we've grown to over 100,000 users in 12 months, raised a million pounds in December to hire a team. And this year we're looking at scaling it to six more cities. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's right now it's just for London. Right now it's just for London. Okay. Yeah. So essentially there were three reasons. Well, well, there are three pillars that the app is founded on. So curation. So it's a really editorial curated product. We add all the best places. So it's highly selective. You don't have to worry that you're ever going to have a bad experience because it's based on great food, great vibe, great service. And we do all of that hard work for you. The second thing was convenience. So Imagine like you can discover on the feed, um, so you have a feed scrolling of all the trending places, different lists, you can search by area, search by cuisine, search by tags, so you could search by boys night, girls night, birthday, best for brunch, whatever you want, you can search for, um, and it comes up with all the places, you can save places to your profile, so no more saving in your iPhone notes, you can follow your friends, so the convenience aspect was really key, we should have an app that makes it easy to find all the places, and then the third thing is diversity. I think it's really important to make sure that the next generation can show that they care. So we highlight editorially sustainable businesses, black owned businesses, female founded businesses, community heroes, and really spotlight those because we think it's important that we bring Mm. attention to that in a way that hasn't been done before. Okay, that sounds really, really good. (laughs) What has been the thing about setting up this app that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Oh, what would I wish I knew then? Probably you're just going to make a lot of mistakes that's, and then learn from them and go again. I think I, I think it's just a constant learning curve. I think it, someone said to me yesterday, and excuse the language, they're like, I'm so impressed with you because it takes balls to go and quit and set up on your own and do it. So... I think every day is more just one of those things where I look back and I go, wow, I wish I knew that last year. Mm-hmm. It's a constant evolution. For someone who's going to start a new app, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to them? Firstly, find a, if you can, find a tech co-founder. It's not. I don't think there's one route to success. I think it makes it a hell of a lot easier if you're not technical to have someone who is because you will save a hell of a lot of money 
doing it that way than trying to find an agency. Having said that, I didn't do that. I went the agency route, had someone build me a prototype, and then I just had to raise a lot more money to bring in the right people when I found them. But yeah, my advice would be, if you can, find that right person, but don't let it hold you back. Secondly, release the smallest, sharpest version of your product. Don't try and do a million ideas in one thing. Figure out your core problem that you're solving. And don't try and add too many features because you could be wrong and then you have to start from scratch. Great, that's really good. What's been your biggest issue? And how did you overcome that? Biggest issue? Oh, it's like a test. I think, well, I kind of live in the present quite a lot at the moment. So I think the biggest issue has been and it's an amazing process, but finding the right team, I think it's the biggest jump for me was going from last year, which was me and one person to me and nine people this year. And I think hiring the right people is so important. And I learned a lot from that interview process and having to get rid of, not get rid of people, but people not working out and me taking the shortfall for that. I've now learned a lot about how you hire, what you're looking for. And I think finding people with passion for what you do is so much more important than just the skill. So if you really believe in something, you'll put your all into it. Okay, that's good. So when you're, what are these, you spoke about the passion. Mm. What are the other key elements that somebody you look for? To join my team. Yeah. They've got it, well, no, they've really got to love that app. Like I have a lot of people who DM me, email me, and they're like, I, I just want to work for you. I love the app so much. And that gets my attention far more then just like, hey, here's the CV, I went to uni and whatever. Because you know you're bringing in someone who gets the product and really believes in it. Mm -hmm. Then I think there's a level of skill and hiring for the right position. But the, the people that have stuck with me from the beginning, they love they love it. They, they We live and breathe it. And that's yeah, really believe, exciting. They, yeah, they really believe in their product. Yeah? Yeah, that's yeah. good. What does the future hold for you? Ooh, a billion dollar company. No, my, yeah, I mean, my vision is to build a company I always thought I could build a billion dollar company. That's the dream. I want everyone to be able to land in any city and know exactly where to go. So you don't, say you go to New York tomorrow and you're like, where the hell do I go for lunch with my wife, whatever. And you're like messaging your friends, you're on Google and you waste so much time uh -huh. and you don't trust anything. I want to remove that so it's easy. So you should be able to do, it's, it's basically empowering users to discover the best places everywhere. Okay, that's good. I will share with you a, a, an idea that I'm going to do. Go on. <laughs> London has over 300 different languages spoken. Yeah? yeah. There's 195 countries in the planet. Yeah. And I believe, or I want to see, if I can eat a different meal every day for 195 days. Yeah. Representing each different country that's so cool. on the planet. So, that could be something... That, excuse me, could be something, <laughs> that could be something that would work well with your That app. actually could be. I have that, I mean, you're, I mean, you're more likely to, that's kind of the life that my business partner leads, so I <laughs> happened, my business partner happens to be London's biggest food influencer, um, so he's got 295,000 followers, Okay. And he's followed by everyone from like Jack Whitehall, Gordon Ramsay, Nigel Lawson, um, no one knows what he looks like because it's all anonymous and he just takes photos of all the best restaurants and the food, etc. Um, his life is pretty much that. He eats out every single day, promoting, supporting restaurants, um, curating their menus, consulting. So he's, I'll have okay. a chat with him. 
Well, I'll probably give away my great idea. To, to no, he won't. Oh, trust me, he will not have the time, but he'll probably find it. He'll probably be like, oh, that's such a great idea. Okay, no problem. When we're bigger and when I have a bigger team and we can support it, I'm coming back. Okay, no worries, because I can. I looked about how You'll to break it, break it down. <laughs> now I work out. Oh, fine. I'm a big ex-marine ex here. So I'm a big fine. fan of trying to stay fit. Okay, fine. Things like that. As long yeah. as we don't encourage obesity. No, no, no. <laughs> During no. this process. There'll be, there'll be different aspects to it. The street food, the, the yeah. restaurants. So can I ask you a question? Go what on. made you start the Taxi Chronicles slash Africa Investors Stories? Yeah, Africa yeah. Investor <laughs> Stories is a different podcast, but right. I actually started off with Africa Investor Stories, and that was my experience of living and investing in Kenya. Right. And what happened... When the business failed, so I had a GM, a car hire, a fleet of tuk-tuks, and a clothing line, I looked at, reviewed why. Yeah. And I sat down with a lot of expats, and we were all talking about experiences there, and we realised that the, there's no consultant that you can go to, and they can mm. teach you about the culture of Kenya, and the various different tribal aspects, and all these things that, when you're taking in consideration business. So we thought we set up a consultancy business. And then I went to sleep that night and I thought, hmm, I can actually do one better than this. Why don't I do a podcast? Yeah. And I just interview people regarding their experiences and just take it from there. Hence so why I, I'm here. Yeah, so I started a podcast for Africa Investor Stories. Then I had an experience in a taxi. So I got Mike. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm amused. <laughs> my, my, no, okay. Sophie, my head of curation, is like, please film that you're doing an interview in the taxi on the way to <laughs> okay. a shoot. I was like, <laughs> Here I am. And then, with the, <laughs> excuse me, with the Taxi Chronicles, what happened, I had a... In, people always tell you their stories yeah. in the taxi. They always confess. It's like a confessional box or like being a hairdresser or something like that. And I had this late young lady and she told us she was very upset with her English boyfriend. He didn't want to come home with her. She hadn't seen him in two weeks. She was really homesick. She was a French lady with yeah. the hair down to the shoulder and a very French accent. And she was crying. I thought she was going to throw up in my car. So I was like, <laughs> going to stop her. I was like, ready to say, you know, you're okay. And then when she explained the situation, I was trying to console her, just driving, hands on the wheel, telling her, what, no, don't worry, he probably loves you, probably misunderstanding the culture. And then I had a t-shirt on at the time, so she started to rub my biceps. What? And then rubbed the forearm, and I looked down, she's kissing her hand and rubbing it That's on my forearm. really weird. Thank you. So, <laughs> I just said, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> nah. so and I just drove as quickly as possible to get home, and then at one point I moved my arm, but then I realised if she's that forward, I shouldn't leave the family jewels and things at space. Charming. So I put my arm back, and then I just was like, thing. But long story short, I got her home, I made sure she got in the house safely from the point of the car, I'll show you the end. Oh, yeah. And she, she was a slightly tipsy, but not really drunk or anything, so I have to throw that in there. But I told the guys, and they said, oh, that's really funny, you should do a podcast about that instead of the African investor stories. And from then, it's just, it's just grown. Every time somebody gets in the car, you interview them, but now it's something more. And why I say it's something more, it's actually about sharing the gift. So for instance, I ask you questions about starting the app, mm. we're happy you've done it, but people can learn from your experience. So if you've got another young lady like yourself, yeah. and she wants to do it, she's got an idea. Yeah, she no, I think it's, do you know what's funny is, I think it's really cool because years ago, someone else asked me, so I was in an Uber and they were like, it would be so cool if 
you had everyone, and this was the other way around, they're like, if you had everyone who drove Uber in London talking about your app, because they see people all the time in London, mm-hmm. so, like, they could easily be like, where'd you go for dinner? Do you use this app? And it's like, ah. So, but you've kind of twisted that on its head and made it into something else, which I think is really cool. Well, the answer to that would be, if you had a sticker with a QR code, if you want to eat know, out... I should do that you want to eat out and then you just give people the, oh my god i should do that yeah and they can just stick it on the thing you could ask the driver can you put this on there oh my god i'm gonna do that and then you could say to him we'll give you a of a free discount or meal yeah, or something we'll give you one's in premium free. yeah and oh my god, that's such a good idea okay i'm gonna and do that and they can or they can people can quote your the driver's name yeah so it builds up points system or something for him you know such a good idea whatever it's something work out like that but yeah, that's interesting. So just remind people, where can we find you? You can, me, personally. Well, you're, Okay, so you're my Instagram is Natasha Zone. My surname is actually Zone, so that's easy. The app is One Zone app on Instagram and you can download it on the App Store for now. We're not on Android because we just haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I'm a startup. I get a lot of abuse from Android users. And I'm like, it's coming. Is, Android is more popular though, isn't it? Yeah, because Apple... No, so I, what's, I think iOS is a very luxury market. Mm-hmm. I think it's a more expensive phone. I think Androids are... There's a larger market, but actually in your major cities, it's less popular. I think because it's a cheaper product over the world, there's more of them. But actually, in your like high wealth kind of centers in like your major cities the ios is the higher used phone yeah i would agree with that you're 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 aiming at more of a prestige clientele yeah at the moment yeah yeah at the moment. Yeah. i think just if you're it's like a high discerning crowd if you if you want to go out for dinner at least lunch dinner like twice three times a week high disposable income using uber that kind of market mm. i mean it's for everyone but i think we just start, well, also we started on iOS because it's quite a well-known tech thing to do that you start iOS and then you bring out Android if it works. Mm-hmm. So that's how we started it. Mm. What do you have? iPhone? Well, I've Android. got both. Yeah, and so do I. <laughs> well, because as a vlogger, the Samsung has a better camera. Uh, literally why I have the yeah. Pixel. Yeah. Camera. But, but as a, like, iPhone, all the other there's stuff. there's certain other things with yeah. iPhone. I can't think of it right now, but 100%. it's good. But I do, I've been Apple iPhone for many years since I Same. was in Afghan. But now, I did find that I am, yeah, Samsung, there was a big difference in that respect. This is so fun. But, <laughs> this is my stories. Okay. I wish I could do a lot. But anyway, thanks, thanks a lot for the interview. My pleasure. Um, thanks for having well. me. Uh, no problem and to the audience out there I hope you liked that I hope you learned and you were inspired and motivated to go out there and do an app and if you do have an idea where you feel you could collaborate with Natasha by all means hit her on the links below all her details will be in the links below on the platform you're listening to right now do not forget to listen to our sister podcast Africa Investor Stories as we spoke about before it's people from around the world with different colours creeds and places We've invested in Africa, the continent, the mother continent, with 33% of the world's known natural resources and why they went there, what it was like, and would they do it again. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channels. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.